Hello, this is Yahara Vasquez with Built by Her out of Carson, Washington, and you're listening to the Contracting Handbook with Mike Kanoki. Shoot, I have a business now. Like, what do I do? I don't know how to bid. Uh, I don't know how a lot of things. I was asking people, I'm like, so how do you bid? And no one would tell me. So uh, I don't know. I guess the fine balance, what's good enough um, level and square and let's go home. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Plum level and square. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. And then I've also worked with like super fast, slap it together. And I'm like, no, there's got to be somewhere in between. Yeah, there's there's definitely got to be a balance. You're a female carpenter and a contractor. Dios mio, what is your abuela think? Oh, you're the the girl that works like a man. <laughs> That's my grandpa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode 125 of the Contracting Handbook Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Kinoki, GC, here in Fairbanks, Alaska, talking to builders from all over the world about their experience. Today, Yahara Vasquez, in her early 30s, with a degree in architectural engineering, experience as a superintendent, site manager, and carpenter, has decided to go off on her own. And next, she's venturing into spec building. So stick around and hear a story of a young woman breaking with tradition and following her hands and heart into her trade. Hey guys, before we get going, I just want to share a thought with you. This week, I'm breaking ground on a place, and I'm reminded why I love contracting so much. Because the guys I'm working with, they do killer work. They're thinking about what I need done. They're thinking about how water needs to move. They're solving problems. They're absolute professionals. They're artists. Great crew, and it's a privilege to work with guys like this. The world needs us, you guys. We build and maintain our communities. And I got to say, it's absolutely a privilege to be able to bring these stories to you. Hope you enjoy the show. And if you enjoy the show, stick it in your social media and tag us. So I've contacted a couple of girls to come out and build with me on Saturdays for my spec home. When I applied for a job one time, they called and asked to speak to my husband. And I was like, um, who is this? And it's like, oh, you applied to this construction job. I'm like, oh, that was me. And they were like, uh, and they hanged up. and They didn't know what to do or what to say. Yeah, it's, it's um, not very traditional what I do. Yeah. Facilitating construction startups, elevating the building community, and helping to usher in the next generation of builders, the Contracting Handbook podcast connects builders globally through conversation. With the man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kinoki, general contractor at large in Fairbanks, Alaska. Welcome back to the Contracting Handbook podcast. My next guest is a carpenter home builder, remodeler, mom, architect, and now venturing into spec building. It's owner and operator of Built by Her Construction out of Carson, Washington, Yohara Vasquez. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, thank you. So Yohara, you've been a licensed contractor for a short period. What made you take the leap from tradeswoman to contractor? Um, well, I guess I wasn't finding any places that I enjoyed working at. Um, the hours didn't seem to match my 
the hours that I needed as a mom. And it was like right in the middle or right before COVID. So school was canceled and I, there was no babysitting and I needed something. So I was like, oh, I'll start a business. And then after I like submitted everything, I was like, oh, shoot, I have a business now. Like, what do I do? I don't know how to bid. Uh, I don't know a lot of things. And then uh, so I was like, well, I was asking people. I'm like, so how do you bid? And no one would tell me. And ah. like, I was asking friends, of, you know, contractor friends, and they would like not answer the question or not give me any direction. So I was like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And I was like, well, I'm going to build my house and then I can figure out what things cost and how long it takes. And that's what I did. Well, that's really neat because I would say that um, when I went off on my own, one of the first things I did was build, I built my second place. I had built a place on my own previous to that. So I had some ideas, but, but walking through all of the steps uh, of, of framing it, plumbing it, wiring it, all that really helped me and then helped me figure out how to price things. So did you do all the work when you built your house? Some did you of it. Some? Probably like 50% of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I did it probably all the interior stuff. That's all I did. Okay. So, so you hired out framing? Yeah. I didn't know how to frame at that time, actually. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't about till last year. Um, I called up a buddy and I was like, hey, teach me how to frame. And so, uh, yeah, I went out to his job sites for like six months, maybe. Uh huh. And he taught me how to frame. Very cool. So your so your current your greatest challenge though is 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 bidding. Is yeah, like. I'm a little shy, so like getting back to people, like calling people back and stuff. Mm. That has been, and now it's easier, um, but it took me a while. Like it would freak out when someone would call me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have, uh, well, we don't have just people skills innately. I mean, you're yeah. just a, you're, you're a craftsperson and then you all of a sudden have to communicate on a very complex level with people. Yeah, and then back and forth, I want this, I want you that. And it's just like, uh, I, I wasn't ready for this. So how how is your estimating improved? Oh, a lot better, yeah. I, def I was not making much money, honestly. Um, but now I it's better, yeah. I finally feel like I got it together. Good. Yeah, um, I think a lot of guys, I think a lot of people that won't, won't don't, want to share how they estimate it's because they're just guessing okay <laughs> I think yeah there's a bit oh. of that going on they don't want to share because they don't want you to know how they're doing it because it's not it's like made up yeah well, it so, feels right sometimes yeah so as you go into spec building do you intend to stay bags on and self-perform or 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 just uh sub everything out what are you going to do um depends well i'm pretty young now so i think i'd be hands-on for a good 10 years i would think uh-huh and then i'll switch 
probably like 50% and then slowly work it out till 100. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy that part. I don't really enjoy the project management management part mm -hmm. that much. Okay, but how are, how are you maintaining a balance then? Because if your bag's on during the day, you come home and eat dinner, and then you got stuff to you got to get ready for tomorrow, and then there's all the quotes and stuff you still got to do. So how how are you finding a balance there? Um. Well, actually, it's funny. It took it took a long time to figure it out, but I only work like thirty hours a week. Uh -huh. Sometimes I work forty if I like really need to catch up, and I only do one project at a time, and I leave enough space in between projects so that I'm not backed up or like super worried about the next one. Uh huh. Yeah. So you're still so that it's bringing enough income. Yeah, it's it's bringing enough income. Like, my husband mm -hmm. takes care of the rest. As you go into building this next spec, did you design the space with someone else in mind? Or did you pick up plans somewhere else? Did you kind of have an avatar? I kind of have an avatar. I kind of have, I think about who would live there. Yeah, I think about me in the space. I was looking online for plans and I couldn't find anything. Because it's small, it's a small house. All the small houses are pretty much just a square with a garage. Right. And I was like, no, I don't want to do what everybody else is doing with their spec homes around here. Because everybody's a new build and they all do spec homes. Mm. Um, I mean, they sell, but they're just simple and not for me. Um, so, yeah, I sketch it out and then I... Uh, have someone draw them up. Okay. Yeah. And then I choose all the finishes and everything. So you do all the interior design yourself? Yeah. That's going to be your plan? Yeah. Cool. And I plan to have each house be different. And... Yeah. Uh, you feel comfortable with the economy where you are? That building houses on spec is, is viable? Um, I mean, I hope it sells. I still get money. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, right here in the area that I live in, there's uh, a lack of rental properties. Like, it's all word of mouth. Like, nobody, you don't just go on Craigslist and find a rental somewhere to mm -hmm. stay. So I think if it doesn't sell, then I can rent. Gotcha. I, I, I know some other folks in Washington doing that, but there's a, but there is a big demand for homes there still. Yeah. It's uh, I guess everybody's kind of moving in for Portland. This uh, way it's cheaper to live here. All gotcha. kind of. Gotcha. But yeah. yeah. Interest rates are a little bit high right now, but yeah, they are like, Oh, let's get this built already. <laughs> yeah, we have a housing crunch here too, though. I, there's definitely shortage on rentals, and there's a shortage on new homes. It's, it's, interesting. Demand is up, but I think things are slowing down actually this yeah. this summer. For the first time in a while. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, are you gonna put? Are you? Would you put your house on the market before it's finished, 
or are you going to wait till the last brad is driven and the last piece of putty I'm is in till the end till the end yeah yeah for sure i don't know how i feel about like someone coming in and you know like changing everything yeah it's just a custom then i was just asking because i see see people do that sometimes and i'm like why yeah you know because if 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 you sell it beforehand it's a custom it becomes a custom home yeah it becomes yeah there you go so do you know do you have a really good idea of what your house is going to cost going into building a spec right now yes i have a good good number um see about the land was pretty inexpensive it was half an acre and um i did pretty good i think mm -hmm. and then the build is it's only a 1400 square foot house mm -hmm. so i plan to do pretty much everything except for the electrical plumbing and hvac uh-huh um so so it's a single single story yeah single ran, story. Ran, ranch with a with a garage is yeah. garage included is garage included in that square foot space um no okay yeah i think the profit would be a good 35 percent or something that's pretty nice yeah if i do everything myself I have a small budget. The bank only gave me a certain amount of money, so I got to use it wisely. Yeah. Well, self-performing a lot of that stuff makes a difference too. I I do my I I'll be wiring and doing my HRV on mine. Oh, and nice. some of the other stuff. So uh, I'm hiring framers, and then I'll do all the uh, if there's little things that need pickup in between. That's me, but mm -hmm. um, I sub out. A majority of the work but that's where you make a lot more money is is self-performing a bunch of it it's all that it's a balance between time and money really how quick you want to get it on the market and that kind of thing so what's your inspection schedule like there uh it's pretty easy uh, the building department's pretty easy um hmm. sometimes they don't even show up they just approve <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's at least funny. that's what happened the first time so i think it'll go pretty smoothly um yeah they come out the same day i mean it's a really tiny tiny town uh how are you going to qualify your subs do you have all your subs figured out no i'm looking i'm searching i've been trying to get bids and uh i need to like call them all the time or I don't know what I'm going to do, but like I need to call people more often and bug them to give mm. me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. You, do you have one good sub that you like that you've been using for anything of, of any kind of trade? Uh, electrician and plumber. That's pretty much it. Oh, well that's good. I mean, if you got those two, you're, you're doing good. <laughs> okay. And then they can tell you who else to hire. They can tell yeah. you who the best of everything else is. Yeah, it was hard because everybody's, you know, wants to go build for the big contractors and then there's you or me. Right. With one house. Yeah, then, well, they all, a lot of those a lot of those people like look at working for, a, you know, casual home builder, too. 
They don't oh, want to yeah. just be under under fire all the time. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, well, obviously I live in the middle of nowhere. So I call people from, you know, Portland. That's like an hour away. And gotcha. they don't come my way. They're like, oh, we don't go that way. Mm. So it's it's a little tricky. Interesting. Yeah, it's an hour. It's an hour, an extra hour in the day. Yeah. See how that happens. So, yeah, so there's not a lot of local outfits. Um, No, not really. There's, what, maybe five other contractors around here, and that's it. Five other, five other generals. Yeah. Oh, that is a small town. Yeah, and all they do is new construction. Nobody remodels. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. So I had Joe Canning on. You, you, you. We were talking before the show, and you said you had heard the one with the Canadian carpenter, Joe Canning. Oh, yeah. And Joe asks, in, in terms of building, what's good enough? What's good enough? Yep. Um, let me see. I know I've, I've actually quit jobs because it was too slow and too nitpicky and too perfectionistic. Mm. So I don't know. I guess the fine balance what's good enough um level and square and let's go home i don't know <laughs> <laughs> plum level and square yeah. let's do this yeah um and then i've also worked with like super fast slap it together and i'm like no <laughs> there's got to be somewhere in between yeah there's there's definitely got to be a balance uh, you can you can find imperfections in anything. Yeah. And we're working with natural products, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so you I I read on your website that you grew up in Yakima, but also Jalisco, Mexico. Yes. Um, you're a female carpenter and a contractor. Dios mío, what does your abuela think? <laughs> but uh it's kind of funny i went to visit them like two years ago and it's like oh you're the the girl that works like a man <laughs> that's my grandpa like because he, uh, he's kind of blind in one eye but mm -hmm. he would see me coming and he's like oh are you the girl that works like a man and i'm like yep that's me grandpa <laughs> It's uh, it's interesting to hear that. <laughs> well, they're not used to it. I mean, a lot of my family's not used to it. Yeah. The women are super traditional. Mm -hmm. And they see me and they're like confused. I don't know. Like, they're not necessarily supportive, but they also don't. I don't know. It's kind of a weird, a weird thing. It's the first time they see somebody like me, I guess. Yeah, it's very out of the ordinary for Mexico. Yeah, for sure. like a lot of the women, uh, I guess, in my family 
or around he, around me. Um, they're kind of like the ones that they have to ask for permission to go to the grocery store. Mm. So they they tell me that I need to ask, and it's like, no, that's weird. And they want me to be more like like them, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, running up against tradition. Um, yeah. But I'm still very traditional at home. I mean, I cook, I clean, I do all the all the things. Uh -huh. just, I just have this one thing that I really like. And and you, and and what about your what about your parents? My parents. My dad's a carpenter. Okay. Um. He didn't like it either. Uh, it took him a while. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like he. When I was going to school, he uh, grabbed my architecture books and threw them in the trash. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that was very uh, hard to go through. Um, but then, like, right, like the trimester before I graduated, um, he apologized and... Um, he asked if he could pay for my tuition and he gave me a work truck and tools. And I guess that's how it resolved. And yeah, it's, it's um, not very traditional what I do. Yeah. Do you spend much time in, in Jalisco anymore? Uh, not so much. Uh, growing up, yeah, it was, it was so fun growing up but then everybody started moving out of town mm. and like uh, crime and stuff kind of mm. makes you really think about going mm. not so safe anymore like it used to but yeah, I enjoyed mm. it it's like you know you it's very free like you go to the store by yourself as a little five year old kid or whatever you can't do that here <laughs> yeah mexico is very free it's very yeah. very community oriented yeah all the little all the little villages and stuff i've spent a lot of i really like mexico i've spent a lot of time there yeah i mean i enjoy it like i go to the beach like the so jalisco is where I grew up, it's about half an hour from the beach. Okay. So we go there a lot. And there's a beach with tides, with uh, with with no undertow. <laughs> the beach, <laughs> the beaches on the west coast of Mexico are crazy sometimes. No, they're they're crazy. I don't get in much. Yeah. There's um kind of like there's there this that has a um I don't know what you call it, but there's like a um. It goes around, so there's a beach, and then it goes into another um, pool of water where it's more calm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's where we go. But usually it's terrible and nasty. It has, like, seaweed and jellyfishes. And, yeah, really, really bad waves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But what's um, like, pretty close. So mm -hmm. they have nicer beaches. It's not so brutal. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So what about being a woman in construction in general where you live? How um, is that? I'm the only one that I know of. Uh huh. In Portland, there's a lot of women out there, but I'm the only one out here. Um, I haven't met any in person, um, but I've through social media, through Instagram, I've been able to find find some other ch chicks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm actually doing a the women build days. Um, okay. So I've contacted a couple of girls um, to come out and build with me on Saturdays for my spec home. Cool. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. And what about like resistance in the community or is it just, it's such a small town that no one even, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. I don't think it, um, now it doesn't matter because people know who I am, but in the beginning it was hard. Um, applying for jobs was hard. Uh -huh. I went to every contractor in the area, even the neighboring town, asked for jobs. And it was like, um, can you lift 80 pounds? Like, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. And it was just like very confusing to them. Um, except for one that gave me a chance and I'm super grateful for that. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I guess in my name, in my... I wanted to wanted my business name to be built by her, so people mm -hmm. would call and ask to speak to the boss, or or think I'm the secretary or the daughter or something or the wife. Because <laughs> I've definitely, when I was a supervisor, that happened to me all the time, and I didn't want to be explaining to people. <laughs> when I applied for a job one time, they called and asked to speak to my husband, and I was like, um. Who is this? And it's like, oh, you applied to this construction job. I'm like, oh, that was me. And they were like, uh, and they hanged up and they didn't know what to do or what to say. I guess it's all oh, wow. or like, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going good right now. What would you say to a young woman that's, that's skeptical about entering trades because of, things like this and sexism. I mean, the statistics regarding overturn of women in the industry are pretty staggering due to harassment. Um, what would you say? What would you tell a young woman who wants to get in, but is like, eh. Do your research on who you want as a boss. Um, there are some hmm. nice contractors out there. Just um, make sure. I, I would say that look for a contractor that, does everything in house or is smaller than like a couple of people or just like five people, maybe mm. everybody gets to know you and they respect you. And if anything comes up, that's because from what I found when I worked for a large company is that the subcontractors didn't care about me or they didn't know who I was. So I got disrespected a lot from subs or other people from other job sites that would come to my job site and ask who I was or what I was doing there. So um, 
the the smaller the company, the better. What do you see in the construction industry that you like right now? What kind of what kind of trends are you seeing that you like? Trends. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's not so much a uh, because uh, well, there's a lot of old timers um, that will want to work like a lot of hours and work till your back's broken. So the technology, I guess, like you can lift walls with uh, lifts and you can do, there's, you know, things that help you li- um, last longer in the trades, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that new, tra- new, new technology. And yes, I love my Zoom Boom. What is, oh. <laughs> my forklift. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do skilled trades matter? Um, cause, uh, who else is going to do them? I guess <laughs> there's, there's a need for it. I'm working with your hands is fun. Um, not everybody's meant to do an office job or maybe, I don't know, you hit it off and you become an influencer or whatever. Um, yeah, you just, um, there's things that need to get fixed and people to do it. What do you think about influencing? What do you think about the effect of influencing on the on the construction field? I don't really know you don't, that. You, you don't have to have an opinion on it. Okay. Um, what do you value most? Just time, time with my family. Who is one mentor and why? Mentor. Um, that would be Jesus, the the guy that taught me how to frame. Um, yeah, because I learned I learned a lot in a very little time. He's just like, come over here. This is how you do this. And like every couple of, you know, every 30 minutes or an hour, he had something new to teach me. So that was uh, a super cool experience. Awesome. Uh, what's your favorite tool? Mm-hmm. Can I say my tool bags? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> tool bags, okay. they're small. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, people have been trying to get me to buy Occidentals. I bought them one time. I didn't like them. They're mm. so big. They're not for so small people. What'd you get? Uh, they're um, buckaroos. Hmm. From, they're Australian leather. Okay. Very expensive, but they're small. <laughs> bags, having gear that bags that fit it makes a big difference. Yeah. You got to be comfortable. Yes. I just got a new setup myself. Oh, nice. Um, what's your most useful tool? Most useful. Mm, what are you using? Well, oh, I got a pink uh, Makita drill. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that I got for Mother's Day. Drills uh, a lot. 
what's the where have you been all my life tool? Where have you been all my life? Mm. Uh, my hammer. Oh yeah, what is it? A special hammer? Oh, <laughs> a stiletto. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course, I should have known. I think stiletto has probably been uh, the where have you been my life, all my life tool several times or more most useful. But <laughs> I guess I might have to get one. I don't swing a hammer as much as I used to, though. Yeah. It's still nice to have. It is. I know. I know. New <laughs> tools. Bring it on. What'd you think? <laughs> uh, I'm very short and to the point. There's nothing wrong with that.